Hello, hello, and welcome to the Vibe with Vic podcast. I'm your host, Vic, and welcome to the Vibe. You guys, <laughs> there's so much shit going on. There is so much shit going on. I know you, some of you are still like, where is part two of Love is Blind? You will get a part two. I think you're going to get a part two with Naisha and I, and then you're going to get a part three with me after we get like the marriages and stuff like that. But yes, schedules are scheduling, okay? And we, there's a lot going on. And so with that being said, the next part two will include episodes seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Yeah, that's what we're going to be doing. Okay, so let's, let's get on to the fucking mess, you guys. Well, what a week. I'm telling you, if you are, um, if you're into pop culture like I'm into pop culture, there are weeks that are like, damn, there's nothing going on. This shit's looking dry as fuck, right? Like you think that and you're, the well is dry, but the well is not dry this week. The well is wetter than ever. <laughs> the well is, I don't even know. The tea is piping hot, y'all. The tea is so piping hot. Let's first, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Y'all don't even want to know about my life. I listened to my last episode and I was like, can we tally how many times I said the word like? That's disgusting. I am so sorry for your guys' ears. I will never do that again. Oh, also, (laughs) I'm hopping all over the place. Because there's just so much to talk about. I need a retraction, okay? I got I to gotta redact and retract for um, Tanya. You know, she got on the horn and she called me. She listened to the last pod episode and she said, I do not like Kim Zolciak like you said that. And I apologize. I apologize to Tanya. I am so sorry. I will never do that again, okay? So she wanted me to come on here and now I've done my my duty. Now we can roll on to the tea. Okay. Listen, <laughs> you want the Bravo? All? Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's start with the Bravo of it all. Okay. So last week, you know, I create an episode. I give it to you guys like on Friday. Completely forgot. Porsche's getting a divorce. You know, it was first like Porsche's coming back to the show. And then it was like, oh, why is Porsche coming back to Real Housewives of Atlanta? Oh, because she's getting a divorce. Oh, because her husband is fraudulent. He's a fraud. How many people are frauds on the housewives? I mean, we, there's more than five. (laughs) Is it less than 10? I'm not quite sure. So we all knew that Simon was a little bit slimy, but we were so happy for our girl, Portia. And then she left the show because she didn't want to talk because remember, she had the other show with her family and her first, well, her baby dad was being crazy, right? Like that whole show was insane, right? So she gets married to Simon. They have like, I don't even know how many weddings. They've only been married like 265 days. 265 days, you guys. Okay. She beat Kim Kardashian um, more than 72. Uh, So (laughs) I can't. But Simon's over here. He's been running games since 89. 89. Some of y'all weren't even born at that time. Okay. I was lucky. I was born. I was like six years old, seven, six or seven years old. Still, he's been running game this long. Let me tell you something. Simon's, Simon's going to be sent back to his motherland, okay? Simon's going home because the U.S. is tired of his shit. And he's doing some things that he shouldn't be doing. And on top of that, he wants to burn things that he shouldn't burn to save his case. He's flailing, you guys. He's in that water and he is flailing right now. Who's in there? Who's going to save him? Because he certainly looks like he's not going to save himself. As many times as Simon has been online... And he owes, he owes the private plane that he has taken all these pictures on Instagram. He owes them like a hundred million dollars. Like his tab is $985,000. Excuse me, sir. First of all, I got to ask the, the private jet company. Why the fuck are you allowing him on the plane? Huh? Why are you letting him on the plane? Like, you know, they will shut off your lights after how many months? I don't know. But like some people, it's after one month. 
You're trying to tell me you let this man rack up $985,000 of a bill and you just let his big toe still hop on a private jet? That's dumb. That's just so stupid. Oh, I got it. I got the black card or whatever. I'm going on a rant right now. I can't even stop myself. I just, it just is hard to believe that they wouldn't shut it down after a certain point. Be like, he's not paying his bill. He's not paying his bill. So we're going to let him rack almost $100 million? Who's the CEO? I need him fired. Like, good night. Anyway, so Portia's coming back. Portia needs money. And they're happy to take her back to Atlanta. We already know what her storyline's going to be. Poor me. My husband's a fraud. And I'm coming back to Atlanta. And I don't want to talk about it because we're going through the divorce. We already know. Are we going to watch, though? Are we going to watch? Of course we're going to watch, you guys. Even though this past season was a dumpster fire. I don't know which was more of a dumpster fire. Atlanta or Potomac. Because Potomac, I've stopped watching. And all the things I'm seeing, seeing all I'm going to say and comment on is this. I need Robin to shut the fuck up, okay? So you want to be over here and you want to observe what Wendy and Candace are supposedly saying, but you can't observe the fact that your husband's been lying to you for years and been cheating on you for years? Girl, girl, I'm tired. Get Robin off my television set. I'll watch Potomac if Robin and Giselle are gone. That whole, that whole cast, it, something needs to be done because I'm, I'm tired. I'm snoring. I just snooze fest. Okay, so let's move on. So Andy Cohen, we love Andy, right? How many of you out there love Andy? Raise your hand. My hand is mid because I feel like Andy's been doing this for so many years that he has favorites. And I understand that you love people. You don't like people. Like you love, you hate people, right? But you shouldn't make it known how much you love somebody and how much you hate somebody the way that he does with some of the housewives that he has favorited. So, safe to say in the first episode of (laughs) Andy Cohen's legal drama Brandy Glanville is accusing him of some a bunch of bullshit that's what it is just a bunch of bullshit and so Brandy and Kate Chastain like she's claiming that Andy said something to her over a phone and made her do something like sexual or and that she didn't want to do when I tell you that Brandy Glanville who still has me blocked on Twitter thank you I don't want to see what you have to write you're a loser how many family therapy shows can you be on and you still don't even know how to navigate your own life anybody like we don't know she like she shows up on a therapist's doorstep and the therapist immediately shuts the door in her face she's like girl you can't be helped you're done you can't be helped She's burning every single financial bridge she possibly wants to. And honey, she has a long way to go because that plastic surgeon who completely fucked up her face. I'm tired. I'm so tired of people being over here putting fillers in their face and not looking in the mirror and be like, yes, enough is enough, you know? But people have body dysmorphia. And that's the thing. I hate it when people have body dysmorphia. It's one thing that you like. You want to cut your shit open. You want to make things better. You want to plump things up. I'm there. Do you, honey. You want to get things sucked and plucked and primed. You can do whatever. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. Right? But where's your friend? Okay? When do you need to phone a friend and that friend looks you dead ass in your eye and be like, honey... I'm sorry, but I think you need to pick another surgeon. I'm sorry, things are just not laying right. Brandy's face has completely changed. And I don't know if that's making her enrage and and do all these things, but Bravo, NBC, Universal never want to work with her again. And they never want to work with her. I mean, are we really surprised? We're really not surprised because we know how Brandy pops off. It's like zero to a thousand. When you get Brandy Glanville on any of these like Bravo, VH1, MTV, any of these things, right? And she was funny on Ultimate Girls Trip. And I appreciated her on Ultimate Girls Trip. But she is a serious liability. She doesn't even know. Like she just goes off on a tangent and it's over for her. So... 
She claimed that Andy did something, right? And Andy's like, here are the receipts. I didn't do anything. And Kate Chastain was there. And we all know how Randy rolls. Then, like, Andy went back. He got some sleep for about 48 hours. And then Leah McSweeney comes out. She She starts talking about her time being on real... Housewife Ultimate Girls Trip, right? When she went on there and it was a big problem. She ended up, they were in Thailand and she ended up in the um, the hospital and all that stuff. Here's my thing. Leah, we heard the story. Like you called Bethany Frankel or Bethany Frankel called you and y'all just did a release like Vanity Fair and it was out there. And then y'all put some shit on VH1 and we saw it. And now what are we going to do right now? Are you just trying to show us that Andy's problematic? We've known that Andy's problematic and has been for years. Okay? Like, where, where do we go from here? Where do we go from here? Like, I just need some of the housewives who have been fired to just let a sleeping dog lie. Like, I understand things happen. We will never know what happened fully to Caroline Manzo. That footage is never coming out of the dark, you guys. Do you hear me? It's never coming out of the dark. It is in the vault of NBC Universal and Bravo. Okay, so we got to let it go. Our favorite Jersey housewife, and if some of you are like diehard Teresa fans, this is not the podcast for you because I don't know how many times I call her every single name in the book, but a nice one because she's an idiot, this is not a Teresa podcast. I will only ride for her, for her daughters. That is it. Everything else, nah, fam. We're not doing it. But Caroline, I'll ride hard for Caroline, except for the fact that the things that she did to Dina, okay? Anyways, we're never going to see it. And Andy's had a pretty bad week, okay? So we talked about Portia. We talked about Brandy. We talked about Andy. So remember our good friend, Kyle, Kyle Richards, you know, her husband, Mauricio and how Mauricio stole, not stole. I take that back. I mean, he took clients from Rick Hilton because Rick taught him the business. You know, Mauricio acts like he built a firm from, from the bottom to the top. Honey, you had help. And now Rick's over here. Guess what? The Hiltons have, they're opening up a new brokerage firm. These suckers are so fucking rich. It's ridiculous. But they keep digging for more. That ambition is, it just runs deep. It really does run deep. Last but not least in the pop culture, because I was just running on a damn rant right there. And I do have notes. Listen. How many times have I said, listen? Diddy. You know, Sean, Sean Combs, Puff Daddy, P. Diddy. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, when Cassie came out and she was like, knuck if you buck, but you gonna pay me some money. Yeah, Mm -hmm. she got paid. And now other things are coming to light. Let me tell you something. Everything that Diddy has done is coming to light. This motherfucker is going to be broke by the end of the year. 2024 is not his year because the age of Aquarius is nipping his ass in the butt, left, right, and whatever. You're like, how is this so? The girl who got shot in the face in 1999 in the club scene, remember he was dating J-Lo at the time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she came forth. She's been harassed for like 24 years. She got out of that settlement. Well, she got, the settlement money was like, I think, 1.4 million, but he has still harassed her over the years. She made a video last night and she's like, yeah, Diddy has been harassing me for all these years and I'm over it. He's the one that actually shot me. I watched him pull up the gun and shoot me. But you guys, here's this, here's the kicker. And some of you are like, what are you talking about? This, it lets me know what, whether or not you've been riding or dying for hip hop culture for years. Okay. Y'all been over here singing all the songs in the clubs and stuff. There's so much club beef, so much hip hop beef behind the scenes. Okay. Right. So over these years, we've been trying to figure out who shot Tupac, right? Okay. Got it. And then we've been trying to figure out who shot Biggie, right? Who got it? Who's been the common denominator? Sean P. Diddy Combs. Okay. Okay. Are y'all following me? 
let's fast forward. You see how many people he's had in his life. You saw after the fact of that, um, that club shooting, Jayla was like, here's, here's the peace sign. I'm bigger than you. You ain't going to ruin my career. And that was the best thing that she could have possibly ever done, even though I'm not a fan of her. And that's a totally different topic, but we're not going to lean into that. Okay. So he moves on. He starts dating Cassie. And throughout the years, you see Cassie like in him and you're like, oh, what happened to this girl? Like she has a shaved head and because he was beaten the shit out of her for years, domestic violence, all that stuff, because Diddy's not a nice person. Diddy's very greedy. Diddy has been greedy for years. So it drops 2023. Cassie's like, I'm ready to talk because mind you, Cassie's husband used to be Diddy's trainer and he saw what was going on and he played Captain Save a Cassie and they fell in love and now they're married and they have kids and whatever. She's paid out then you have the psychic medium, Sloan, um, and she's on YouTube and she predicted all these things. And I know some of you don't really believe that stuff and that's fine, but I'm telling you Sloan's timeline is right on time, right on time. So shine, what I was trying to say, but I kind of went roundabout because I'm just basically just talking at this point in time. Remember the rapper shine? Yeah, okay. He went down for that 1999 shooting in the club that shot the girl in the face. And then once he went down for nine years in prison, after that, he got deported back to his home country, Belize. Okay? Diddy had paid off everybody. Everybody. Like, everybody's tainted, y'all. Okay? So, Diddy paid off a lot of people. Now all some people are tired. They're sick of it. It's the age of Aquarius. Everybody's like, I want to live my truth and fuck this dude. And so now it's just happening that everything's coming up to the surface. So you thought this was the first thing that happened with Diddy. The first thing that happened with Diddy was 2023 and that was Cassie. And then a couple of weeks ago, it's like we've been knowing that Diddy likes to play for his own team. Okay. And we have heard that he likes to do, like some of people, likes to force people to do things like this is the Diddy way. And then it came out last week that it was like Stevie J and Ursher and Chris Brown and Cuba do- Gooding Jr. Like all this stuff has been coming out about how he forced them to have sex with him. It's insane, you guys. Like Diddy's not a good person. He's never been a good person. He's like going down in flames and he hasn't said a motherfucking word. When I tell you there has not been a press release. Do you know how exhausted his attorneys have to be? Do you know how exhausted they have to be? They're exhausted. I'm waiting for the press release to come out to be like, I'm done with him. We have to move on. Like, we had to separate. But will that attorney do that? I mean, they're probably looking at his his bank accounts and they're like, Sean, Sean, I can't even call you Diddy anymore. Sean, Sean, you have no money to pay out anymore. Nobody wants to, nobody wants to work with you. You're done. It's a lot. It's an unfolding thing, you guys. It's an unfolding thing. (sighs) 18 minutes, 18 minutes. I have filled you guys' ears with all that. It was good. I'm going to take a break. We're going to come back and we're going to talk about Beverly Hills reunion. Stay tuned. I'm back. Did you miss me? Are we ready to talk about this Beverly Hills reunion? We should be. We should be. Uh, first and for the looks. If And this is what I ask myself. What dress would I wear? Crystal. Crystal's dress would be my selection. She looked amazing. And I like the dress, the beaded, and it was like hand beaded. Yeah. Uh-huh. Anyways, there's a lot of uh, ooh, the when I tell you that the vibe was tense on this reunion. Oh, it was tense. Okay, so let's talk about the fact that Kyle and Dorito are not on good terms. Let's talk about the fact that Kyle sent Dorito 
a text message. And that text message was basically trying to get Dorito to be quiet at the reunion. Like, hey, girl, you know, like we haven't talked in months, but we should like kind of talk about some things that shouldn't be talked about. on the. It was very manipulative, but that's the Kyle way. Okay. So Dorit's like, no, fair is fair. You know, like that's not, you're not going to, I'm not going to be silenced for you. So the first part of the reunion, it is, we discussed the friendship of Dorit and Kyle. Let me tell you something. Kyle's so matter of fact. Dorit is like sitting over here telling her like how I feel. We get the exchanges. This is my thing about Kyle that I have an issue with her. Dorit going on Watch What Happens Live and and getting asked direct questions about her friendship with Kyle, she's just living her truth. She's just telling the truth. She's basically letting everybody know that we've been distant. During this time, we have seen Kyle's relationship with Morgan flourish, right? Just kind of evolve. We've all been seeing it. That's been the hot topic. What I don't understand about Kyle Richards is the fact of the matter is that she doesn't understand that she's on a television show. She wants to still make the money, be on the show, not talk about her shit. I'm sorry. You're on a reality television. The whole thing is that we're vlogging on a net, like a national platform, your life, if you don't like your life being talked about, being discussed, get off the fucking show. Get off the show, girl. Okay. Stop trying to handle things the way that she handles it. But you know what? Here's the other thing. We always kind of forget who Kyle Richards is. We kind of forget that she is on the same bloodline as Kathy Hilton. So like this, like, conversation that she's having with Dorito on the couch about their friendship about you know how you how she was just so offended that Dorito brought up Mauricio on camera how you know it's just weird to me that Kyle gets upset with Dorito about the smallest things what is Dorit supposed to do in a car like is the sun shining is the sky blue like Kyle's too much but yeah, she gets she gets really pissed off. Kyle gets upset when she doesn't get her way. Kyle gets upset when people discuss things that she doesn't want to talk about. It's like, girl, you might be the OG of this show, but you better realize that you have to come correct with your own shit. And I was really surprised that Erica was just like pretty much quiet. Was I really surprised? I'm not really surprised because Erica, she don't have the heat on her yet. Let's, this reunion was filmed prior to everybody seeing um, Housewife and the Hustler. We'll get to Erica later. Not this episode, but when she comes on, you know, when they discuss her on the reunion. Dorito was getting all the heat this reunion, okay? So, Dorit and Kyle, will they ever make it back to being the true friendship? Absolutely not. The friendship is done. Like, that's how I feel. They are now surface level friendship. They are now acquaintances because I'm on Dorit's side when it comes to her issues with Kyle, but I'm definitely not on her side when it comes to <laughs> her issues with Garcelle. And I've always told you guys, Dorit has this biggest issue that she does not know how to listen to people. She doesn't listen effectively. She listens to respond. She does act like she's the fucking victim all the time, and it's exhausting watching. So the word attacked, it came up again. They discussed it again, and it's just, it's crazy to me that Dorit still doesn't understand. Like, it's just not clicking to her, you know, like. You don't get it. Even had they even played back what Erica said. It's different when you say the word attack to a black woman. And Garcelle telling her, you were attacked at gunpoint in your house. And you're using the same word with me. You know the differences of attacked. You know the differences. And you still use it in a way. Well, I don't understand that. You know, like, Dorit loves to play this uh, semantics game a lot. And I think she's exhausted it a little bit too much that viewers are like, but she stands in it. She stands in a lot of fucking business. It's, it's insane. Then we have 
you know, Garcelle and Dorita are going back and forth. And then we have Miss Eight and a Half Out of Ten. Miss Anne-Marie. Spelled Anne-Marie, but it's really Anna-Marie. It's Dutch. Let me tell you something. This girl has the gall, the audacity to come on here. And she made, I will say this, she did make a solid example of when she was having a conversation with Sutton. And Sutton was like, don't yell at me. Which was kind of like the same situation as Garcelle had with Dorito. I will give her that. I will give her that. Okay. But it's also like, girl, shut the fuck up. You know what I mean? Like, does she realize that Garcelle knew her prior to the show? Does she realize that Garcelle was one of the only main housewives that would talk to her on a consistent basis? And you're trying to burn that bridge, get eight and a half out of 10 off my fucking television. I'm over her. I'm over her. But this is another thing I noticed because after we talked about the Garcelle and the Dorito of it all, which is never going to be solved. And I'm glad that Garcelle was like, when Dorit was like, do you like me? Are we friends? And she was like, sometimes, sometimes I like you. Are we ever going to move past this? I don't know. Like, I'm so glad Garcelle was able to be honest because some people just lie, like, yeah, of course, we're going to get past it. You know, the L.A. Beverly Hills way of being fake. Garcelle's like, nah, fam, I'm over you. Next, when um, Andy was like, how do you feel eight, eight and a half out of ten uh, about your husband thinking you're eight and a half out of ten? And she's like, I mean he's my best friend and girl your husband thinks you're above average but not a 10 and you're married like if my significant other doesn't think that I'm a fucking 10 we have a problem okay like pack your bags your days are numbered okay where's the glad bag because all your shit's gonna be on there out on the lawn if you don't think I'm number one in your book but here's the thing then Andy comes out of nowhere and talks about how her mom passed away. And I know some of you are like, that's really sad. No, no, no. We went from talking about her husband to talking about her mother because we didn't want to talk about the husband. We never want to tap in or ask the real question of like, hey, girl, why does your husband have a rape allegation on him? Do you want to talk about that? Can we talk about that? Do you want to tap into that a little bit? We didn't even go surface level with that. We went to the mom passing away. And this is where Andy lost me. I said, so obviously we're going to be talking about the esophagus of it all, like later and further in a different part of the reunion. But the fact that we talked about her life at home and then we pivoted from talking about her husband to her mother, which we didn't see her mother in this episode at all. Like, I get it to a point. I just don't like eight and a half out of ten. I really don't. I really don't. And when she was trying to make her her um, thesis, her rebuttal towards the fact of our nurse anesthetists and anesthesia, an anesthesia, an anesthesiologist. There you go. I got it out, you guys. I got it out. I just, I was done hearing it. She's full of bullshit. That's what eight and a half out of 10 is. She's, she's a bullshitter. And there's just nothing that I like about her. And I don't want her to come back on the show. And I heard through the grapevine that they actually allowed her to sign another contract. And it's just like, but we're not talking about how Kyle barely talked to her. Like, my thing with reunions is that we don't really talk about what we really need to talk about. We, do we, we talk about some, but we don't talk about it all. And that's a problem. If you're going to have three or four parts of a reunion of any show, I want to get down to the nitte gritte, okay? I want to talk about what we should talk about. The things that, because I dogged eight and a half out of ten for weeks. I stand on that. So then we move to Crystal and, and Anne-Marie of it all, right? How they don't like each other. How Crystal was like, hey, you're a liar. And Anne-Marie kept on saying, you know, like, let me finish. Let, no, she kept on doing that to Garcelle. Like, let me finish. I'm talking. I'm talking. I'm ta Girl, I will reach across that couch. So, tell me you're talking one more time. Nobody's listening. Nobody likes listening to her. 
And then Andy's like, how does it feel like dealing with all the negative things? And somebody hand her a Kleenex so she can take the tear out of her eye. It's just so hard for her. I don't care. This girl's mouth is so damn big. Like, let her, let the sleeping, like, let her lay in the shit that she created. <laughs> let her. I'm so tired of her. I'm glad that Crystal stood in her business, though. I'm glad she was like, hey, girl, not the one. And then we went to Dorito and Crystal. <sighs> and, and again, Dorit and her microaggressions come up. And again, she doesn't get it. How do you live on this earth and never hear anything about child bride or male order bride? And you live in Beverly Hills and you've never heard about that. And if somebody even brings up Kathy Hilton, I sometimes feel like Kathy plays dumb, that she's really not dumb. But I, I waver on that here, there, and everywhere. But I will say this. For Dorit, who says, hey, I, I went to college and that's the end all to be all. And then Dorit, not even knowing that Sutton's gone to college, Garcelle's gone to college, <laughs> Crystal went to college. She, was, she thought that she was the only college graduate out of the ladies, like that's insane. Like, girl, wake up. Like, drink a healthy cup of self-reflection because she definitely fucking needs it, you know. Lauren Crystal was coming at her and like, hey, girl, like, that's not cool. Still, Dorit just doesn't get it. I think Dorit's time on this show has. We've seen the best of her. Okay, she needs to get off the show, divorce her stupid husband, PK. PK needs to go find a Kona and PK's over it. You know what I mean? He's been over Dorito and I think he's trying to find the money and the, the longer PK and Dorito stay on the show, the more we are going to find out about them finances. They still owe more than a million dollars of taxes. You know, what's really funny about the whole tax situation about how celebrities can owe all these fucking taxes. That drives me insane. Is that, Regular, regular people can be placed liens for, for days on their shit. Get wages garnished. Who is garnishing Doritos wages? Who's garnishing PK's wages? These fuckers get to still <laughs> buy bigger houses and do all that. Like what's going on in the state of California? What's going on in any state that you allow millionaires to do some shit like that and not treat them the same way as regular, regular people? Like the other thing is, is like, why are they millionaires and not paying their fucking taxes? I will never understand that. Why wouldn't you want to be in good standing with the IRS if you had the money, right? You don't even need to go on a payment plan. All you have to do is sell a share, pay your shit off, or write a check. Write a check. That's all Dorito has to do. That's all PK has to do. And the greater question is, they don't have the money. Because PK only has one client, and it's Boy George. What's Boy George done lately? Does, has anybody tapped into that? No. Where's the money? Anyways. Dorit got a lot today. Like, this first episode was all about Dorit. Dorit had issues with everybody on the show. Everybody on the show. She had an issue with Kyle. She had an issue with Garcelle. She had an issue with um, Crystal. And, and then we flip back to the issue that she had with Kyle again. Um, their friendship is... Is, is done. I've said that before. The breakdown of their friendship, how Kyle feels about the friendship, how Kyle says these things, and she doesn't care. Like when Kyle's done with you, she's done with you. She was even being mean to Dorit like she was being mean to Sutton. She gave that same treatment to Dorit as she did Sutton. And I was like, wow, like we are seeing a different side of Kyle. And although I do kind of like it, because I like the fact that Kyle's living in her truth finally. Kyle's like, um, she's just going through a different change. A, hey, she's tired of her um, husband's shit. And she's like, I gave you like 27 years. And this woman over here is turning my life on. Great, perfect. So it's Morgan. It's the death of her best friend 
that has livened her. It's her stop drinking. It's her working out. It's all these things. Like Kyle wants to live for Kyle because she's an empty nester and she's trying to lean into it, but she doesn't want to talk about it. So when, when will Kyle ever want to talk about her shit? Probably never because they grew up in a household. Big Kathy with like, you shut up. You don't say anything. You try to do this, that, and the other. And that's just how Kyle runs. She knows what to say and what not to say. She is definitely media trained. But when you're on a reunion, on a reality show, people need to ask questions and you need to answer instead of interrupt them and think that you're always right. And that's when I don't like Kyle. It's like, girl, who the fuck do you think you are? You think you're better than everybody on this couch? I mean, you're an OG, but you're the last OG who kind of leaned into your ex-best friend a little bit, LVP, when it came to like the white party. It's just weird and it's going to get even more heated. So, I don't know. I don't know, you guys. <sighs> this is going to be a good reunion, I see. But I feel like we'll probably be get all of our answers met, all of our things. Uh, the second episode, I don't know what the third episode's going to do. I don't know. Do you guys feel like we should have just two episodes of the reunion? Or do you think it's fair to have three episodes? We definitely don't need four. Fours are fillers right? Like we're just trying to make it to the next show that's supposed to fill the spot. <laughs> okay. All right. I'm going to take a break. We're going to come back. We're going to talk Miami reunion. Yep. We're reunioning up. Okay. Stay tuned. See, I was going to come on here and I was going to talk about Miami, Miami's reunion because I'm fresh from watching it. But I don't even know how to recap it because it was chaotic. It was intense, but it was chaotic. I mean, these ladies were talking over each other along with, I had the subtitles on and I'm like, I don't even know what the fuck is going on. Okay. A lot of people were going after Larsa, rightfully so, because Larsa is a shitty ass friend. When she's the type of girl in your friend, in your friend circle that gets a man and forgets who the fuck her friends are because she's just so addicted to it. Okay, just rightfully, just that's just how she is. The fact that she wants to be up under Marcus the way that she is, is, listen, if you like that, if you want to be up under the person that you are with, that's on you. That ain't nothing in my DNA like that. Like, I love you, but you need to get the fuck out of my face for a good moment. Okay, like, go somewhere. Like, you have friends, call them up, go hang out with them, because I need to miss you. That is not Larsa and Marcus. And if your man or woman leaves for five days and you're throwing them a party after five days, five days, 40 hours, what? That's weird to me. That's unhealthy. I really want to know what Juanita feels about this. Like, forget about Michael Jordan, right? We already know that he's not okay with this relationship. He will never be okay with this relationship and rightfully so his best guy was scotty he didn't like larsa when she was with scotty okay so why would he like her when she's with his son it's not happening you guys but i want to know what juanita thinks get juanita on the horn okay speed dial juanita because i want to hear what she has to say i bet you she don't like it either but she's just being so silent we never hear about the other jordan son we never hear about him. I don't wonder. Anyways, Lars is being shitty. She's being called a liar. She can't take accountability. And that's why her and Lisa are really friends. Because Lisa gets super defensive when somebody checks her. And Larsa gets super defensive when somebody checks her on some shit. But Lars is just, he's just a devious type person. There, I just don't get that genuine vibe from her. She's one of those people, although she's good on traders, I will say that. I was like, okay, Larsa, I kind of like you on traders over here. You're actually pretty good. You're strategic. You're smart. I've never said that Larsa's a dummy. Larsa's not a dummy. She's just very calculated in what she does and how she does it. Okay. She didn't become a Jersey chaser for nothing. And what did she really chase jerseys? No, she was with Scotty for 20 years and she had three or four kids with him. Okay. So she really wasn't chasing Jersey until her and Scotty broke up. And then she leaned in the future. And then she leaned into Trashton, a.k.a. Tristan. I mean, the girl's been around the block a couple of times. And I am not. No, no. 
We are not shaming anybody who wants to have their whole day. You want to have your whole day. You want to have your whole year. You want to have your whole month. You can be a hoe. That If you want to lean into that, that's fine. But it's what you do with it is another thing. And she's like trying to capitalize it in front of our face. Like you can't like how did her and Marcus even get get together? And I really want to see how he pops off on this reunion. They have been talking about that for weeks. And we haven't seen not one preview of it. Which leads me to believe it might get edited out by the time. And I'm going to be disappointed. Okay. <laughs> Give me the tea. Drop it. Drop it like it's hot. So then we have Adriana. She uses these reunions to do just stupid shit. Last year, it was a letter to Marisol's liver. And this year, it was actually a really good poem. And I just don't know what her end game is. Like, I give it up to Adriana. I feel for her. She is one of the housewives who was married, had a horrible divorce, and she had to like rebuild herself. I, I take that back. She did have spouse to support for a good moment. And now she's like rebuilding herself up, right? But she just kind of catches herself in shit. I feel like she feels like she's a castaway. Like she's just out there all by herself. I kind of feel for her like that. Kind of have some empathy for her a little bit. Um, her relationship with Marisol will never be prepared. Marisol will never allow that. And then her relationship with Alexia is flip-floppy because... Alexia actually cheered her on when she was up there singing and dancing and being proud of her for that, like woman empowerment. And we love that. But like they can never really get on the same page, paragraph, line and word. And it's it's kind of sad. And I think Adriana is a they didn't talk about it. I don't know what they will. I I wonder if it's ever going to talk about the um, relationship that Alexia and Julia built. You know, they call Julia a shit stirrer, and she is. She stirred so much shit this season. She's like, I'm a truth teller. I listen, and then I just go on to the next person. No, girl, that's plain telephone. And you didn't even get the facts right. You heard a sliver of the information, and you slide and snaked your way to the next person to tell them what you heard. And it wasn't even actuals and factuals. Julia annoys the shit out of me because, honestly, like, listen, I understand that she's married to Martina. Again, get Martina on the horn. She's on our television sets. I just want somebody to ask her, how does Martina feel that you're over here being a kissing bandit? I just don't think that she would be okay with that. I said that every single episode. I'm on Martina's side because I've seen Martina's anger because I've seen the tennis. You know what I mean? Like, it's whatever. Um, you know, Gertie, Gertie's going to come after Larsa. I'm excited for that. When we talk about Kiki. Yeah, there's just, you guys, it was so chaotic. I love the fact that Nicole came after Alexia and was like, it is a double standard with you. I'm upset that Andy didn't really acknowledge that. Didn't say anything to that, which is like, are we playing favoritism again? We can't play favoritism. We got to stop Andy. Otherwise, you need to, it's like watching Teen Mom reunions and watching what's his name doctor fuck his name what's his name gets on my oh I can see his face and I can't stand him he is the same doctor that's been with him since day one I'm so mad let me look it up I'm so mad that I don't really realize what his name is what's his name hold on hold on I'm looking it up for you guys. Uh, Dr. Drew, gosh, what a loser. I cannot stand him. He gets to the point that he has so much favoritism for the teen moms that he literally just, it just, he can't see straight. He just allows people to just do whatever the fuck they want to do. And it's like Dr. Drew. It's time to pass the baton because you're not holding anybody accountable anymore. And that's how I feel with Andy. I feel like Andy does sometimes a solid job of asking the questions, but then he has this thing where he glazes over the right way. Like Nicole telling Alexia, you have a double standard. You're missing the point or whatever. And he's like, let's move on. I'm like, I'll, I'll move on too. I'll ride my ass to that. I, that that's what makes me want to body slam Andy. Cause it's just like you, acknowledge some and you don't acknowledge all and that is not 
fucking cool with me. And he kind of seems to have this out of control. Um, Next. I think that's Miami, you guys. I wish I had more. It was just chaotic, even with subtitles. I can't do it. Let's talk about Summer House. Summer House is back. I'm so excited. I love it. Um, <laughs> but the storyline that Amanda is rolling with this year is how much she's annoyed with Kyle. Now, let's back up a moment. Kyle and Amanda work together. Kyle owns Loverboy. He created it. And Amanda, at first, was just like, la-di-da, graphic designer. She was a graphic designer at a whole-ass different company. And then Kyle wanted her to go full-time at Loverboy, and she did. Amanda's the reason why Loverboy kind of set it off. Not was just the drink. I heard the drink is like hit or miss. I haven't tried it yet. I will try it. And I'll report back. I promise you. But Amanda, during the pandemic, she made these shirts she made a bunch of stuff, and it just set the label off just amazing, right? But it comes a time when you have two people who work together, who are on top of each other 24-7. It comes a time where you need to have that honest conversation with me like, yeah, I think it's time for either you to find a new job or something. Like, Amanda is acting like she's annoyed with him, and I don't know if it's really like just a fake storyline that she's rolling with, because here's my thing. They were on winter house. She was trying to get pregnant. She got a pregnancy test. It came back negative and it just, you know, changed everything. And Kyle's not really ready. I don't know if he's really ready to be a father. I don't think anybody's really ready to be like, I'm ready to be a parent. I think it just happens for some people. I think they try and they're like, all right, we're doing this right. But then you have, Amanda bringing up the whole cheating thing with Kyle, like girl, Amanda, I I love Amanda too. I just need her to understand that like, you can't do that. He cheated, you found out. And then weeks later, he proposed to you and you accepted and now you're married. So like years later, you're having the shock. They've been married for like two, three years now. You're having the shock of a lifetime of being like, oh, he cheated on me. No, no. No, no, that's not how you roll. You need to have those conversations before you say yes to an engagement or you have those conversations before you walk down the fucking aisle. Now you're like you're three years deep and now you're looking at him. You're like, I fucking hate you. I get it. People have those. Oof, trust me. You can look at somebody. You can love them one day and you can hate them one day. I'm not even married. Okay, but you married folk out here. I know sometimes y'all love the person you're with and sometimes you look at them and you just are disgusted with what you selected. Like you're just like, get away from me. I can't even look at you. And it'd be like that from what I heard. It really does. It really is. Anyways, so I just don't know where the storyline is going. Next, we have two new guys that are in the house. We have short King Wes, who's not really a short King. He's an average King. Like JT off of Southern charm. He's a short King. He's like five foot six. That's a short King, right? I think Wes said that he is five foot eight to five foot 10. He's an average King. Okay. And then we have tall Kings out there. Tall Kings are above six feet. Love that people love dating tall Kings, but we got to give everybody a chance. Raise your hand if you've ever dated a short King. Raise your hand if you've ever dated a short queen, right? Some people like short kings and queens. That's on you. That's not on me, okay? But then we have the other guy. Don't remember his name. I don't even want to remember him. The vibe that I got from him is like, wow, you're arrogant. He is from Chicago. What does that have anything to do with it? I don't know. We will see. I got to give him a little bit of time because we got pretty much a full hour of Wes And then we got like seven minutes of the new guy. So I'm going to hold back, but I just don't like the vibe that he's coming in with. But I still got to give him a chance. You know what I mean? Now, Danielle's back and she's on a mission and she's, you know, fresh off of Winter House dating Robert. It's just... 
I used to be such a fan of Danielle. I used to be. Then she went on Winter House. She became a complete psycho. And now I'm like, dear Danielle, no, no, girl. I don't really like her anymore. Like, average. Maybe I'll get it back after this season. I'm not quite sure. And then we have Sierra. She's back. We don't have Maya. Um, but we're okay. Like, the cast is looking good. No Carl and Lindsay this episode. I'm pretty sure they'll be in next episode. Um, it, things are looking good so far. They all went to the carnival in the Hamptons and look super fun. Like when you watch summer house in the winter, you're like, damn, I wish summer was right here. Damn. I wish I could grab my Levi's and wear them. You know what I mean? Like you just kind of wish I love me a summer. I love me a summer, but yeah, I'm rolling. I'm riding this wave. We're just starting out. So yeah. I'm sorry that I didn't have more for you for Miami. I only could wish, but I will say this. I'm going to repeat this again. Naisha and I will be bringing you Love is Blind in a separate like bonus episode, and I'm so excited. And then, yeah, next week I'll be back, um, and we will discuss part two of Beverly Hills, we will be discussing part two of Miami, even though Miami's part two is coming out like tonight on Thursday after or before Summer House. I don't even know. And we'll talk about it next week. And hopefully, hopefully, or maybe we won't, or maybe I might sneak it into the love is my, I just, no, I won't. I won't. I just made that decision off top. Okay. I'm rambling right now and I don't want to ramble you guys, but I will tell you this. Do me a favor. You know, hop over throw some girl, throw me some love, Spotify, Apple, five star, because I'm a five star chick. That's right. And um, I will be back next week. So y'all do what you do. Y'all have a great weekend. And until next time, stay classy. Cheers.